In the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence. That's Proverbs 14:26. I titled this message, Don't Be Muzzled. Don't be muzzled. If you're a child of the living God, there's a message that's going to come forth out of your mouth. Don't be muzzled. Peter and John, as you read in the book of Acts, had boldness. Peter and John were men of God that had boldness because they had been with Jesus. Say their boldness came because they had been with Jesus. That's key. That's key. It's key for your life. To have confidence is to trust or to have faith in something or in someone. So when you have confidence, it's because you have trust in something. You have faith in something. That means you have confidence in that something, right? Well, the Bible speaks about how important it is for us to have confidence in the word of God. The Bible talks all about where your confidence, where your trust should be placed, and it should be placed in the word of God. Therefore, our confidence comes from the Lord, right? And our walk should show it. Our walk should show that we have put our confidence in him. Amen? So you will become like those who influence you. So I want you to think about that for a moment because whoever you are being influenced by is really what you're going to become like or whoever you are influencing, okay, they're going to become like you as well, which is why it is so important that we let the word of God be what influences us. Amen. How many of you all say I'm on the same page, same page. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear that because it's important. Amen. So now I want you to think, think about this definition, to influence. What does to influence mean? To influence is to have power to change somebody's uh, conduct, thoughts, and decisions. So to influence somebody means that you actually have the power to change that person. This is powerful because not all influences are good. Some influences you should run from, right? right? But the one influence that should totally influence your life is the spirit of the sovereign Lord through his word. We've got to be people that read his word and that study his word because when you do that, you're being influenced. Your future is changing because you are lining up with the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen? Hallelujah. So when you let the Bible influence you, when you let the Bible influence you, then you develop a strong confidence. That confidence is backed up by the power of God. Now that's boldness. Say that with me. That is boldness. Peter and John in chapter four, they had been arrested for speaking in the name of Jesus because they healed the lame man. You guys remember that? In chapter 3, we went through that. They, they, they had healed a lame man by speaking the name of Jesus. I already went over that whole thing to you, to you all. I already shared with you how they came asking for money. They came begging for money. But what Peter and John carried was something far, far greater than what the men were even asking. And I made that point that sometimes people don't even know what to ask. But you have something far greater than they are even asking you for. Give them what they actually need, not what they may be asking. 
Amen? Amen? Oh, you're not getting it. You're not getting it. No, no. You carry the spirit of the living God. If you belong to Jesus, and I'm looking around in this room, and you all belong to Jesus, amen? amen. You carry resurrection power. Amen. When, the, when the lame man was asking for money, that was bread for the day. But Peter said, I don't have that, but I don't have silver and gold, but what I have, I give unto you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. He gave them what they really needed, not what they were asking for. So there are people in your lives that are asking you for things. They're asking you for bread just to go from one, point one to point two, but you've got what they need. So they rise up out of that dead shell and they walk for Christ. They live for Christ and they give him their all. So you've got to have eyes to see and ears to hear what they really need. Amen. Not necessarily what they're asking for. So Peter and John do this and then they get arrested. They get arrested for doing a good thing. See, they got, they got arrested for doing a good thing. <laughs> I'm going to read to you Acts 4, 1 through 3. You could put it up there, Acts 4, 1 through 3. It says, Now as they spoke to the people... The priests, the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees came upon them, being greatly disturbed that they taught the people. What was their problem? They were upset. They were bothered because they taught the people in the name of Jesus. That was their crime, okay? If you're going to say, what was their crime? That would be what it was. Because they preached in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. Guilty. Anybody else in this room? And they laid hands on them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. Hallelujah. But I'll tell you what. They could put them in custody. They could chain them up. They might even throw them in a prison cell. They may even threaten you to do the same. They may tell you not to speak the name of Jesus. They may, they may make you feel awkward. They may pressure you into silence. But don't be muzzled. Don't be muzzled. Proverbs 21.30 says, There is no wisdom. I want you to say it with me. There is no wisdom. There is no insight. And there is no plan that can stand against the Lord. Let's say it again, church. This is, I'm reading from the new the um, NIV version. This is the New King James version. This one says, there is no wisdom, there is no understanding, and there is no counsel against the Lord. So in other words, whatever people try to do to you, to shut you up, to squelch your faith, to rob you of your voice, to rob you of that zeal for the Lord, don't let it happen because God says, I am for you. I'm not against you. I will be that voice in your mouth. You just need to trust me. You just need to go there. You just need to say that. You just need to speak it and trust that I'm with you at all times because his word says there's no plan, there's no insight, and there's no counsel. There's nothing that they can actually do to you that the Lord, your God, isn't already there with you anyway and is going to give you the way out. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So we're not going to be muzzled. Matthew 16, 18. 
The Bible says that the gates of hell shall not prevail against you. That means it's not going to come against you. It's not going to have a place. It may look like it. It may look like those iron bars are not budging. Those bars may be there, and they have, may have been there year after year after year, but I'll tell you what, don't look at the bars. You look at the one that breaks the bars of iron in two. You, are, you look at the one that says, the gates of hell shall not prevail. They're not going to prevail. They're not going to prevail. If Peter, if, if he looked at this situation, and if he said, well, gee, you know what? Look at us. We're arrested for doing a good thing. All we did was speak in the name of Jesus. All we did is we looked at this beggar, and he's asking for money, and we gave him Jesus. He helped him up, and he got right on up, and he's skipping and dancing and praising God, and everybody saw it. Everybody witnessed it, and that's all we did, and they were, they were arrested for doing a good deed. Did they stop? Did they stop pursuing? Absolutely not. Will you keep on going when the going gets tough? Will you keep on pressing in when it's not popular? Will you say what you need to say instead of shrinking back because you want to look politically correct, socially correct? Come on, church. Boldness for Christ's sake. Because why? We're going to read it in a minute. Because they were with Jesus.